Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan Show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. For those listening on a Sunday, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty until noon. I'm Sally Goldner, your host for the hour. Um, 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging um, and also acknowledge our rainbow um, original inhabitants including sister girls and brother boys for their special contributions to diversity on and around the lands and of course welcome to listeners of all genders including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. I will do the reminder today that this show is strictly my own opinions, not those of 3CR or any other organisation with which I may be associated, past or present. We'll talk about that in the second stanza because we've had an update on the Pride Centre um, and I've got to say, yeah, um, it's um, well, we'll have a look at it carefully and see how it rates, all that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, but I want to talk first today, appropriately enough, anyone would think this show was planned, as you know, it's one of these novel concepts, about the issue of subconscious bias or unconscious bias or sometimes you don't know that you don't know. And I suppose all of us, you know, experience this from time to time. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I have my own, I don't know everything, you know, and we're not aware of perhaps, um, as part of, um, subconscious bias, our own sense of privilege, and other things too. Um, you know, we can sometimes have a hollow soul rather than a thriving soul, to borrow from Katie Lang, who, as Melinda said last week on the show, made sure that every um, everyone was welcome in her space. Good on you, Katie. We're talking about that in relation to the Pride Centre, I suppose. But, um, you know, sort of subconscious bias. Let's try a few ex- examples first. Um you know, and, you know, it's sort of question the question. So let's say, for example, gay, lesbian and bisexual people should prove that they're gay or lesbian or bisexual. Now, some people would go on about that and say, well, you know, there's this researched evidence and that genetics. Question the question. Why aren't heterosexual people supposed to prove themselves? So there's a basic sort of example. Um, you know, um, you know, people might say, not be aware of what they're doing, Um you know, in terms of, um, we'll say, basics of gender, um, you know, they could... Um, I've had this happen um, many years ago when I had that thing called money, you know, that's so elusive. I went to a financial planner and he had a colleague in the room, another male, and he spoke in a 
to the male purse, to his male colleague, in what might consider to be considered a day-to-day tone of voice, and then spoke to me in this very patronising voice, so you know, Sally, about, in terms of finance, there's, and it's like, yes, I'm a fully qualified accountant, I do know these things. So that's ultra-subconscious bias that you don't even realise you're treating someone differently on the basis of, um, in this case, gender. What's another one? We need to research the effect, um, the um, stra- the issues of testosterone levels in athletes. Well, hang on, um, that assumes that testos- testosterone issues are a major issue in performance. As I always say jokingly, um, you know, um, for me as someone who, yes, is, um, I'm 99.99% sure that. I was someone who was correctly assigned male at birth on the basis of my body, but of course that's not everything. Um, I went to an all-boys school, and I had the same testosterone levels, but I was absolutely poo-poo at sport like cricket because I had one eye weaker than the other, and I had, um, later on as I grew, one leg was shorter than the other, not good for dodging tackles in a nimble way. So, you know, is testosterone really the issue? Of course it's not. And, you know, let's look at another, you know, another form. We don't have people saying, well, we need to investigate um, whether swimmers with bigger feet have an unfair advantage and should have their feet cut down a bit. And, you know, we, but we are very quick to rush in and try, people are very quick to rush in and justify their own bias on trans women and intersex athletes in sport, including some people who don't know um, that Casta Semenya is a person experiencing intersex um, Peter Larkin, stick to hammies and ACLs because um, that's what you're good at. Anyway, there, I mean, there's someone who does probably doesn't know their own subconscious bias. They're in a blokey, blokey world that, that has largely been football for most of its time. Um, don't perhaps see it. Hmm. Anyway, the question I suppose is how do we make people aware of it? You know, when something has gone in deep, it can have deep emotional roots and just, you know, even saying, Hang on a second, have you thought about that? Well, that's one way of gently getting people to think about things. So then they say, well, hang on, what do you mean? You can have a chat about it. But for some people, particularly, I suppose, in the areas that affect this show, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, and other things, you know, it can be really tricky for people to um, question themselves. But I think there also comes a point where enough is enough. Now, of course, the process of how that happens is important. As someone who goes out and does education um, for um, a few days each week, I hope that people ask um, people can look at themselves, and a lot of people can, despite the shrill noises that come from the extreme right nowadays. Well, um, you know, it's possible to deal with it, but some people won't, and yeah, you know, I can understand. Um, particularly if you've said the same thing over again, how do you, you know, keep the gist of your message but change the way you communicate it so you can get through to people? Um, I suppose you've got to keep trying different ways to achieve your outcome, um, which is one one possibility. But I can understand that people on the receiving end, and I suppose, you know, when you look at um, women's issues where there's been a long history of you know, repression, it can be very easy to lose patience. And I'll be honest and say I've lost patience at times with things too. But it's got to be a two-way street. You know, if people can't see something and just instantly come up with evasive responses like, oh, you're too politically correct or whatever, or they just deflect, and yes, maybe it takes a bit of persistence then, 
Um, or they then say, well, all right, if you insist, which means they're not really changing. Or they say they didn't mean something to be offensive and then walk away. Hold that for the next segment. Um, well, that's not really an answer either. To me, um, you know, that's a way of avoiding responsibility for one's beliefs, and I think we can do it a bit better than that. Um, I've got to say, as I mentioned last week, I had a look at some of these Harvard Business Review th- um, things where you've got to um, sort of very quickly answer things. Now, there's a form of subconscious bias that it assumes that the only good way to get answers is doing instant reflex processing. Well, lots of people process things more broadly with greater length, depth and breadth than others. Um, hsperson.com for those interested in one such aspect of that. So, you know, um, the process and the questions are critical. Now, sure, if someone hasn't thought about something, it can be hard to not be angry and not be judgmental on them. But when you hear the same thing time and time again, you've sort of got to wonder, hang on a second, what's going on? So let's be aware of subconscious bias, how we can get through it. Welcome your thoughts um, um, via all the usual means of communication out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, text 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and look for the posts on Facebook out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM, and, um, uh, and also my own Facebook page. Interesting thoughts. How do we, you know, get that greater length, depth and breadth going? We need to get on a holy road. Um, so let's have a listen to Neil Murray um, on and see what uh, Neil thinks about maybe some of these things. Um, and you're on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Tulangi Treehouse. As you said, I'm down at the East West Tunnel picket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. Police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 94198377 now. Are you feeling tired? Bored? Restless? Are you searching for something new and exciting or even unexpected? Well, you could go find yourself a hobby or instead tune into Rebellious Jukebox. One and a half hours of diverse music every Monday night from 12 to 1.30am on 3CR, 8.55am or streaming at 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight point five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. <coughs> <coughs> 
Yes, just choking on the dust. Nothing of the sort. We just heard um, Pride of the Messages from um, Neil Murray um, from a single that emerged in around 1992, Holly Road, an acoustic version of that track. Um, Well, um, we've had a response to some of the issues raised by from the Pride Centre consultation on the 1st of July. Um, and this was um, released um, to the public um, somewhere around Wednesday night, Thursday morning, apparently following a meeting of the Pride Centre Board on Monday the 24th of July. Um, and, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, let's have a, a quote and a response. So, Um, Thank you to all who posted comments following our LGBTI community organisations consultation held on 1 July 17. The Victorian Pride Centre VPC Board has considered the comments and the purpose of this post is to address the issues and questions raised. Our responses are as follows. Issue 1. Non-binary erasure, transphobia and dismissive attitudes to mental health were expressed. It was not a safe space. Okay, reasonable Um, Summary response, we hear your comments and we apologise for any insensitivity on our part and any upset participants experienced. Please be assured this was never intended. End quote of first paragraph of that response. Comment, never intended. Oh dear. It's an Eddie Maguire apology when you read that and what a bad start makes it um, very, very difficult and, um, you know, that's really a fail, and particularly when the basis of every anti-discrimination law is um, the, to use quote, for example, Section 10 of the Victorian Equal Opportunity Act is motive is irrelevant. So how something was intended just doesn't matter. It's not an excuse in legal terms. And really, let's get away from the law what about human terms? When someone says, oh, I didn't mean it, and then they just walk away from discussing something, it's sort of a way of saying, no, we haven't really heard. We're just you know, sort of saying that's the approach. They then go on to say, quote, we apologise for not using appropriate forms of address. We are familiar with the Victorian government's inclusive language guide and we'll use this as the standard of framing for all future communications. Well, like um, um, in future, we will ensure that our staff, volunteers, or contractors are familiar with this guide. Um, several groups and individuals said it's important that a Victorian Pride Centre is a safe space for themselves and their group will make every effort to ensure the VPC, and then there's a space, probably needs to be is, a safe space for all users, end quote. Um, well, the Victorian Inclusive Language Guide was available before the meeting, um, so if you're familiar with it, I really don't say why we'll use it. I'll be fair. Good that you'll get try to get it right from now on. Um, um, you know, it um, says, you know, okay, they recognise that. But let's go back to the first segment, subconscious bias. How are you going to recognise that? You know, wouldn't it be better to make an investment now proactively? And we'll come to this, um, you know, and talk about that. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, I think that um, there needs to be a bit of a just a, a rejig of this, a restumping to use a phrase that, you know, there's obviously some framework in place here, but is it good enough? I don't know. And there needs to be consultations immediately with groups like trans, bi, sex workers, um, neurodiverse um, to get this right. Issue two, 
there was no welcome to country response. Um, Jude Munro did acknowledge that. Now, that is true, um, to, to be fair. It was a bit mumbled about five minutes in, but I think the other issue was some people felt that the mention of Truganini's granddaughter didn't come across um, very well. I don't feel as someone who is not an original inhabitant, I can comment deeply enough on that. And of course, given that the event wasn't recorded, hard to get the whole communication of tone of voice as well as words. Issue three, Freedom to Be and Brave Network were not invited. Response, Freedom to Be was invited on two separate occasions by email. We do not have the Brave Network on our database and we do now have their contact details and they will receive invitations in the future. If there are other LGBTI organisations out there who are not on our database, we would love to contact, uh, have them contact us so they can be included in the future. Well, yeah, eight months after you started and you know, 18 months after the consultations with the corporate accounting firm. So, all right, you're trying to fix it at long last. But I have to say something I haven't said before. A number of the groups um, who feel often feel less represented in our rainbow community had concerns eight months ago, asked for a meeting, a formal approach made in January this year, 2017, never heard anything back. So much of this was preventable. So let's look at the subconscious bias there. Does this um, you know, corporate board think it's not willing enough? Is, not, is it willing enough to listen to minority groups? What's really going to change here? You know, I hope it will, but I think we need more detail than than what we're getting so far. But we'll, you know, we'll try to keep. I'm trying to keep an open mind here and not be aware of um, be aware of any subconscious bias that I have. I'm trying to keep it balanced. The VPC board is sweeping differences of opinion under the carpet. Response, on the contrary, we wish to facilitate processes so that we can all safely share and enjoy our Pride Centre. At all stages, we have responded to post in a timely manner. Uh, No, saying, oh, we're going to discuss it at a board, um, end quote. Um, Sorry, no, discussing it four weeks after it happened, I think really wasn't good enough. I know you say you're volunteers, you needed to call a more urgent meeting, in my opinion. Many respond posts addressed the same issues. We delayed responding to later posts so the board could discuss the issues at our next scheduled board meeting in order to provide a considered response. Well, you now change your schedules. Who will be allowed to use the space in the VPC? The response, the board will develop a code of behaviour in line with values and consult with the community. All users required to abide. Early stages of the project focusing on consultation around the centre and the physical form and facilities on securing funds. Um, Further consults about occupancy in the year starting June 2018. Well, this is a problem now. Um, A great person contributed to the trans community um, is someone with an architectural background. If you don't consider the needs of groups like trans, you know, in terms of it now and don't get the diversity flowing through now, could we have a problem? I can't speak for people with uh, major physical disabilities. Will they be considered properly? Hmm, have to, not so subconscious bias? I don't know. Why was a transphobic question asked? Response, we had asked for questions to be submitted in advance to be answered in the forum. In good faith, we did not censor the questions and all questions which were submitted were answered publicly. I think that really is evasive. Um, it doesn't. It could have at least put a trigger warning in there. Issue seven: um, the board is in it for itself. Response: BPC board experience skill-based volunteer board um, with the task of finding a site, raising money, and overseeing design and construction. We're all in established careers, and we receive no remuneration for our work. Well, 
There's lots of people in the rainbow communities who don't. Um, the VPC is operating with no funding, substantial workload in their own time without pay. I don't really, I can't have to say to be fair, I'm not really sure what that the question means, but I don't really think the response is adequate and, um, up to now. And then we get to the, thir- to the third paragraph on this quote, in order to manage its considerable workload, the board has decided to suspend this interactive Facebook page until we have sufficient staff to be able to support it properly. We invite new comments through our contacts page on our website at https double slash dot double slash pridecentre.org.au. In other words, shutez-vous down, Les comments. Hmm. On to page two. Um, um, if I can get it open on my computer. Um, let's have a look. Pride Centre response, page two. The comments go straight to the issue of the future operation of the Pride Centre. The development and operation will, in all instances, be guided by our values, honouring our LGBTI history and culture, creating our future. Hmm. Okay, so what? We're going to keep honouring um, transphobia, misogynism and biphobia while we create our future without it. Hmm. Catalyzing our community, celebrating and valuing our difference. Sounds good in theory. How's it going to work? Respecting and supporting each other. Uh, I'm sorry, subconscious bias, a board of nine people where eight are cisgender do not have the right to be telling trans people what's going on. Living with courage, strength, pride and strength, rah, rah, demonstrating leadership for the LGBTI community. The board intends establishing a community reference group and asking it to develop a code of behaviour in line with our values. All users will be expected to abide by the values and the code of behaviour. Um, well, code of conduct will be clear that phobias of LGBTI people, including transphobia, will not be tolerated. But how do you know what that is and how is it going to happen? Bullying will not be tolerated. I hope that can happen when you've got larger organisations who think they run the community, um, probably already pretty much locked in there. How are they going to treat smaller organisations? We ask people respect differences of opinions. Um, Yeah, what, individual freedom maybe? I don't know. Noting the board will not tolerate bullying, phobia or discrimination against any group. We ask for everyone's assistance to create a safe space for all users, constructively work with the board and its committees and contacting us to clarify issues before going public, Um, constructively participate in the community reference group which will be established in the future. Well, naturally I've got to respond to the part about going public. The media is here to keep organisations accountable and that seems to me like there doesn't want to be debate. I don't know if this builds enough trust um, is my first thought. This, as I say, has only just been released at the time of recording this week's show. So um, you tell me. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I'm welcome to your thoughts now. As I say, n- not quite the usual show today, so we'll get to them. Is it a good enough response? I don't know. Mixed feelings, uh, mixed thoughts. I suppose they're trying, but, um, you know, um, um, you know, um, but was it enough? Is it enough to shut down communication? Um, is that really the answer? No, I'm not so sure if that's the right response. So, um, I have to see. Uh, haven't had a lot of time to analyse this. I'm gone with the gut. I'm always wary, as I say, when you get a Sam Newman, Eddie Maguire response, like didn't mean it. Um, so that's a little bit of a problem still. Man, people need to check their subconscious bias that it is an appropriate response to say never intended to be offensive. So who knows? Um, leave it with you. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. 
Um, this station will will do that. Um, Joy probably as a major tenant will not. Um, we'll just see how it goes from here. All right. Um, maybe there is a lot to consider. It could be, in the words of the Wolfgang, that maybe, um, as per their cover of the Eric Bibb Bib song, that, who knows, maybe there is too much stuff. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Offload, enlighten, lighten yourself. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan with Sally, a show covering pansexual issues, um, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender or, um, well, pretty much anything will be a big pan, so to speak. Um, well, um, of course, the other breaking news of the week is, and I have tried to avoid the US president as much as possible, but a bit hard not to, is the ban on trans people in the military, um, which I don't know, I just don't want to spend a lot of time on, to be honest. Um, and, you know, on the dubious grounds that the cost is too big. And as someone immediately pointed out, how much does the US military spend on Viagra? Mega billions. Uh, duh. Um, also, someone, if there are trans people who are out at the moment, are they going to be thrown out? You know, are they going to get compensated um, you know, for just suddenly losing their career? Um, goodness me. Um, it's just, um, it's very difficult to, you know, keep one's calm in resp um, response to this sort of thing. It's um, just very, very hard to believe um, that's so, that such a blatantly discriminatory act could happen when you consider that so many other military forces around the world have... Um, made trans people, um, you know, a part of their military, um, done it in a way that's inclusive, win-win for all, and you get the best of the skills. Um, goodness me. Um, so, yeah, um, quite extraordinary, um, in my opinion, that um, this sort of thing could be happening. Um, the other news of the week, the marriage saga goes on. We're still no closer, looking like a postal plebiscite, which, well, to, um, to use the um, old saying, is about as useful as a heater air conditioner on a motorbike. Um, and, you know, some people are saying, do we pause marriage? Are we trying to you know, force something that isn't there right now and try to focus on some other issues? That's a reasonable question, this idea that marriage has to be the priority. Well, let's question the question. Gee, there's a theme for this show today. Um, you know, does it have to be? Do we focus everything on that while other people are falling further behind? You know, it's at least a reasonable proposition. And, in, you know, you know, I don't like military analogies, even though I just mentioned the military, but a tactical short pause or retreat can be a useful approach, um, regroup a bit. Because I just feel like, you know, something isn't quite working here. Yeah, we're sort of pushing and pushing, but it's something my gut says, is this really the best way to get there? And I think they're debates that we have to have, um, to quote Mr Keating. Um, anyway, um, who knows? So lots in the news, um, but also a story that I think has to get a mention. Um, a we lost a pioneer during the week in the trans community, which um, was not something... You know, that uh, and here's someone I didn't really know about, to be honest, um, and that is um, 
you know, um, a fantastic, a 79 year old trans woman in the US who left us. Um, and, um, and I'm just trying to think, bring this up. Alicia Brevard. Now, I admit that I f- thought I knew a lot about our rainbow communities, but I didn't know about Alicia. Um, Alicia was um, someone who had surgery very early on, an actress and writer, one of the first people to undergo surgery in the US, although the wider world will never knew until she published her memoir, The Woman I Was Born to Be, a transsexual, not born to be, sorry, a transsexual journey. She died on the 1st of July in Scotts Valley, California. The San Fran Chronicle has reported due to pulmonary fibrosis. Um, she gained fame in San Francisco as a Marilyn Monroe impersonator and then became a Hollywood actress and appeared on sitcoms and variety shows, including The Partridge Family, um, um, A Whole Lot of Lovin' is What Will Be Given, um, The Red Skelton Show, The Dean Martin Show, um, to use quite a two Ronnie's line from their famous mastermind sketch, um, who is Dean Martin? He's a he's a he he's a kind of artist. More information. Uh, pass. That'll do. Anyway, uh, someone's got to do those gags because no one else is. Um, she wrote nine plays and a novel in addition to her memoir, and was a Playboy bunny for a short time. Many fans said her landlord. Um, she once wanted to be the silver screen's next bombshell. They do dead name in this particular article in the Advocate. Um, born in Tennessee on a tobacco and cattle farm. Wow. Um, Quite amazing. Susan Stryker said she was um, Alicia was a true pioneer who never lost her zest for life. Um, and Brevard described what life was like in the Tenderloin before there was an organised movement for trans rights. She wasn't only strong, she was witty and vivacious. Um, it does remind me of Carlotta. Um, and whilst the you never know if those specials based on people's lives just exactly what happened, but that classic scene that I loved from the Carlotta. Um, feature a few years ago where um, they're up in court for alleged offensive behaviour and Carlotta stands up and says, you there judge in your wig and gown, what makes you different to us? Uh, Case dismissed. That's sort of what comes to mind there. You've got to hand it to our early pioneers in that way, um, particularly trans pioneers. What a gutsy effort to do that sort of thing. Well, um, she was on stage and screen and well, someone who was on stage and screen and gosh, it's 20 years since he left us. He had his Possible shortcomings as a person, don't we all? Um, so do I. But um, as a singer, well, um, this one from his last ever recording, one of duets number two. Yes, it's binary, but some you know, binaries aren't them, you know, themselves bad. It's where they're enforced on people unfairly. Um, here's Frank Sinatra with Chrissy Hind. Luck be a lady. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au. And on demand, out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon first time and yes lots of ways as always that you can listen um, as mentioned The Independent and Peaceful Australia Network presents War, Peace and Independence Keep Australia Out of US Wars Amidst an escalating threat of another major war breaking out, this timely conference will be held in Melbourne from the 8th to the 10th of September. The conference will address the struggle against US bases, drone warfare, peace as union business, US political and military influence and much more. For details and bookings, head to ipan.org.au or go to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's Facebook page. A 3CR supporter. 
Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought. They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years, so let's support them. Absolutely, let's do that. Um, That's support 3CR. You can donate online um, or um, become a subscriber too. Um, just about got to get out of here, um, and um, I've got a correction. Um, Frank Sinatra left us in 1998, um, so May 1998, so 19 years and two months ago. Um, I don't know why I thought it was 97. I just remember being at the glass house at the time where I heard it. And, of course, in those days we didn't have as much internet and funny smartphones. Um, and, yeah, look, he was obviously a very flawed or somewhat flawed, I should be fair, and say person in terms of cheating and that sort of thing, not good, and that um, one of the specials that I think his daughter directed, um, or a biopic thing, was that was all covered up. But um, no doubt uh, made a contribution to music, had something, but why do people um, who have something special think they can be totally get away with stuff? Um, few things coming up this week, the Polyvic Social, um, if you're listening on the Sunday, um, the last Sunday of the month down at the Terminus, Bent TV on Friday night, and Gender Queer Australia, uh, still rocking on at Hairy Little Sister. Um, is that gender diverse? I think it is, at 218 Little Collins Street, first Saturday of every month. Well, talking of singers who have left us, we lost someone amazing um, in the last week or so, Dr. G Yunapingu from Yothi Yindi. And I just felt that the song that I wanted to play, well, we just heard a little bit of it when Paul and Shane were talking. Um, Paul Kelly's From Little Things, Big Things Grow. Take it out with as much time as we have left of that track um, and acknowledge once again that we are on the lands of the original inhabitants. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner and I'll catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.